Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Hallo, hallo, hallo. <laughs> hallo. Oh, hallo. Moin. It's like, we, it's like I just saw you. I just saw you. Moin, moin. Auch, moin. Uh, hallo, wie geht's? Wie ist es? 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 Otto Rehagel, famous, famous German coach Otto Rehagel, was once on a on a talk show with Elke Heidenreich, also Ruhrgebiet's legend. And, uh, uh, the soccer player, and Elke Heidenreich? No, she's a, she's just a journalist, uh, a journalist moderator. And she said, so she said, wie is it? Ah. And Otto Rehagel said, oh, wie soll's sein? Und selbst? <laughs> and then she said, this is how, this is how we greet each other in Essen. Nice. Yeah. Essen. How is it supposed to be? And how, how what about you? Well, no. How is it supposed to be? <laughs> That's very Essen. How, yeah. how is it? Oh, well, how is it supposed to be? And there's, this great, there's this great video online. I said to my dad, I said to my friend Tyler, who's really into German stuff right now. It, it's made by the New York Board of Education. The video is from like 1951 or something. And it's a film strip of life in Germany. And they go to Essen and they follow the family of a guy who works in the Essen steel mill. And then it's this little one bedroom apartment. And when Opa comes by, it's like five kids running around the street. Essentially, it's exactly how my dad grew up. Probably how your dad grew up too. And the American announcer, it's, it's old 50s, mid-Atlantic almost. Or it's just Atlantic. It's like, this German family, they don't eat meat like us. They tend to eat pork. And so-and-so's boiling potatoes. It's any, uh, one of the lines is like, it, it, it's it's any German housewife's pride and how she cooks or something like that. And then there's footage of them going to Albrecht Brothers, the corner store, which later became Aldi's. It's a fun little sort of fact. But the, the fun line is they, they, they have a shot of the streets just covered in ash and coal everywhere. He's like, that healthy coal means uh, vibrancy and uh, prosperity for all. Or so, you know, something like that about how, like, the coal, the ash in the sky means things are going a-okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went uh, actually since I was just in Germany, I went to the Gasometer in Oberhausen, which is like a um basically an industrial monument almost. It was like it's this giant thing that was used for cooling, I guess, or to store like leftover. I don't actually fully understand it. And now it's like this sort of cultural center. They had an exhibition about planet Earth, they had a giant uh Uh, earth ball that was lit up and uh, it was yeah and anyway this is in that area and there was a picture uh of how it used to look like around there and yeah it was pretty uh it was very industrial and, it, and the, the area now has changed a lot there's a lot of these these uh factories have closed and it's a lot greener than it used to be and 
But so um, you so you went to the old country, yeah. I just something I want to talk about. Did everybody was everybody over there talking about Leo Messi and the Messi effect? How big is the Messi effect? It's, it's uh, people talk about it. My brother, my little brother, wants to go. Uh, he's coming to the U.S. supposedly in October, and he wants to go to Miami and see Messi. I'm like, good luck, good luck getting tickets. But um, yeah, it's definitely like when we were in Spain. Yeah. Uh, there's Messi. The Messi kits are everywhere. People are wearing them. People are selling them. Damn, so it's a global effect. That's crazy. The pink. The pink. Uh, the pink Miami Messi uh, uh, shirt is a global is a global thing now. You can see it. So you saw them in Mallorca. Yeah, mm-hmm. the pink shirt. I almost crazy. I almost bought one for my son because he was like, I kind of want one. I'm like, what? Okay. I mean, Weird. I kind of want one too, not because, just because it's like a thing. It's like the Beckham Galaxy jersey. It's like a thing to have, and then as ten to fifteen years go by, yeah, it's, it's like, like you're gonna wear it. When are you gonna When are you gonna wear it? You yeah, just want part of history. It. I don't yeah. know. I'll wear it when I go to the beach. I don't know. I don't know. It's just something to have. <laughs> like, like I would love to own a Pele Cosmos jersey. That would be. Cool. I think it's cool. I, I love the. I mean, I enjoy the. I enjoy the pink, and it's a good look. And I like. I like Messi, but I'm like, I don't know. I'm never gonna wear it. Well, that's so. So you were you, but you were mainly in Spain, right? But you were. I Germany was mainly for a in Spain. Days. I was yeah. in uh, in in Germany visiting my my family for a couple days. What's the energy? Then, did, you, did, you, did you look at the kicker on the newsstands? The was there were people I not talking look, about the German I national did team? Look a, a little bit. I don't know. I'm you know I'm not. My family's not a soccer family. Right. My parents don't really don't really care. So I did not. I don't. I can't say that I got an inside. I also wasn't able to this time. I. Uh, you know, I didn't get to watch a game. There was there was not a lot of was not a lot of soccer. It seems like. It seems like Germany in general is not. Uh, um, yeah, they're not into it, right? They're not really. Well, also, I w- I'm not not soccer specifically, but in general, I think the country's not in a great mood. It seems like people right. are people are a little. Uh, uh, but I mean, I think that's also. Well, hold on. Let's talk about this. Is it what I experienced? Because like Germans. There's a thing when you go there, I call it the German freak out. They freak out on you. And I remember it from my past, blah, blah. But last time I went, I was only there for like a week, and it happened to me like four times. And it really stuck out to me. And I'm just Wait, like, is that a unique f- thing? Or what's is that- the freak out? I got a German gotta, freak out is Germans will gladly go to you in public and, 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 um, was it castrate? Now they'll, 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 they'll gladly, they'll ber- gladly berate you because, to, to their eyes, you're not following a certain rule or something like that. Uh, I took a picture of a guy. He ran up to me and says, I'm calling the police. Never do that again. Bah, 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 bah. Like right at me. Some stranger. I was uh, I was at a train station and I was looking at the board while moving. But in my defense, I was moving on the right side of the lane. And she was coming from the opposite. She said, hello. Just like, hi, I'm moving here, moron. You know, in a way where like. Americans don't do that. Americans don't really store stay in your own lane here. And then right. uh, uh, two trips ago, I was on the bus, and in New York, when you're on a bus, or in LA, when you're on a bus, you can stay. In America, when you're on a bus, you can stand. It's full. You stand wherever you want. I was standing, and I guess I was too close to the exit door. A guy didn't say anything. He just grabbed me physically, held me, and pulled me away from the door. In New York, if a guy pulled me away from the door, I'm allowed to punch him in the face, and the fight's about to start. <laughs> but in Germany. <laughs> so that that's called the German 
freak. The German freak out. Yeah. Yeah. There's always. Yeah. I had a. I had a. I is had that a what you're talking those, about, or, or is it just a no? General... I'm just. I'm talking just about a general sort of malaise. Like people are well, unhappy. Un, yeah. Unhappy with the way things are going. I guess is, is the sense that I got. Hmm. But. Uh, um, but what you're describing also is a thing for sure. Like there's these like, uh, uh, yeah. My sister I got, was I riding got... her bike on the street one day, and an old man ran in front of her, blocked her, and told her that she's supposed to ride on the sidewalk or something. You know what I mean? Americans yeah, don't will, do that. That's people will American definitely. Thing. Well, especially in New York, you have yeah. a lot more. Yeah. No, that's definitely. People will tell you how you're supposed to do things. Like, yeah, I was on the. You're on the train, and I put my suitcase somewhere, and then somebody's right. like, "No, you shouldn't put it there." You know, it's stuff. Yeah, stuff like that happens all the time. Or there was one. But Germans yeah, are nice about it. A regular person would be like, "Hey, just to let you know, there's a so." The, the no, they're not. No, 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 there's no thing. There's it's like, no. Uh, decorum, don't put your suitcase no. there, moron! What the hell's wrong with you? It's always right away. My dad went to a sauna once. I think he put his foot up, and right away, Dein Fuß muss da weg! Dein Fuß muss da weg! Some stranger. <laughs> the strangers just come at you and treat you like an item. That's German. I know, I know maybe you're from Germany. I mean, when, so I, was kid, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, like, older people were would hit, would hit right. kids. Right, yeah, yeah. That are not their kids. Um, totally. So uh, yeah, that's the, that that vibe. Still, I mean, it has softened up a lot, and uh, not enough for people, me. <laughs> people are, yeah, people are not. I mean, I definitely we had a um, uh, an experience where we uh, had to had to live live our leave our luggage at the train station because we were meeting up with my parents. We were just in uh Dusseldorf for a couple hours and so we I tried to we tried to lock up all of our our suitcases in this and it was like right it's just complete chaos like right. and uh and and very yeah it's very hard then to find anyone to help you or yeah it's not a it's not a service not a service oriented country it's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's uh it's improved but it's not it's still it's still like at, that. And there's definitely, and people will, people will yell at you. And yeah. So last time I went to Germany, I went to a Mainz home game, which will lead us right into what Seb wants to talk about. Let's talk Mainz. So I go to the Mainz state, never been to a Bundesliga game, first time at the stadium. It's lovely. I take the train out. It's like right outside the city, like in a giant cow field. It's a cool little stadium. But I go in, and the way it works here in the United States is you can go into the stadium wherever you want, just walk around the concourse and then go find your seat. That's usually how I operate, right? Or am I wrong? You just go in, um, go walk around your depends. seat. They have, they have recommended entrances sometime. But anyway, so I have this ticket. I didn't read it closely enough. I, Germany, I guess it was a very specific no. con. It was a very specific part entryway I was supposed to go into. I didn't. I just went into the front entryway everyone went into. I'm like, good, I thought. But it turns out the Mind Stadium is cut into four pieces. There's no walking through the concourse. There's no concourse. Mm -hmm. The concourses are uh, segmented. So I was in the wrong part of the stadium, which means I had to leave and then walk around outside the stadium into the other area, which I think is bonkers, but so what? So I'm, so I'm trying to exit, and then there's the steward there. His back is to me, and a bunch of people are waiting to come in. He's holding them. And literally, I just tap on him because I'm right behind him. I'm surprised he hasn't turned around and like said, "Oh yeah, walk by me." He's ignoring me, so I'm like, "Sure, they're going to must must buy again." Like, sorry, I have to go by. 
I said twice, he ignored me. Then I tapped him on the shoulder, and without looking at me, looking off, he just went, Nicht mich anfassen! And then the guy, the fans looking were laughing. It was like, I know, right? Why are strangers, you know, they're just like reminiscing with him. Like, I'm in the wrong. I am technically in the wrong. I entered the wrong concourse or whatever. But again, in America, there's margin for error. You'll have to be, oh, yeah, you're in the wrong concourse. So yeah, you're, you're allowed to be. You're allowed to be stupid. The customer's always yeah. the customer's always right in America. Right. If and you're then, if you're if you're taking the wrong entry, it's the fault of the According the to him, I was right. supposed to stand there while hundreds of fans were gonna stop curb stop me on the way in. That's what he thought was supposed to happen. So I like had to sneak in and like bend like I had to do what a human's not supposed to do. I had to like get on my knees and go under like the fence and shit. Didn't affect them. And I went off and had to course correct myself. But, you know, that's bonkers to me. Well, that's a thing. Oh, sure. Step right by me. Go outside. That's a thing in these stadiums where they often, you know, they try to separate the visiting fans from the. Like, I remember I remember I once uh, uh, went to an away. This is a long time ago. I went to an away game, a Bochum away game in Dusseldorf, uh, trying to meet up with my friend who was from who lived there and it was not possible because basically you know coming from the from the exit from the Bochum direction you could only go on you know go on one parking lot go in one entrance and yeah you were not you were not allowed to me that's typical german though yeah systematisch like it's built for robots not built for human beings so that so that was my experience of Mainz. now let's talk Mainz. Mainz and Frankfurt had their big game one one um, one one. No, let me close it here. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a last one. minute goal. And the the game I went to last year was a Mainz Frankfurt game, so essentially I went to the last iteration of this game. It is the Rhein Derby, right? Oh. They're only about an hour away from each other. Yeah. Um, this was in Mainz, right? Let me pull up the things. Um, and Mainz, great season last season, and I would say. Wait a minute, the well, last game they lost no, to Vanda Blamer. He's talking about Köln, isn't he? Wait a minute, who am I? Or is that the, was that the first? I Mainz was up Mainz had a, a, a uh, Frankfurt got the late equalizer against Köln. Oh, yeah, you're thinking Köln. I was going to say Mainz lost terribly to Vanda Blamer. Oh, that was, that, was in, uh, that was on match day two, what he's talking about. Oh, it was his last yeah. one. Oh, I guess for last week. Well, overall, Frankfurt? I'll say Mainz is not having the season they had last <laughs> year. A pusher. Mainz is also the team that missed those two penalties two weeks ago uh, uh, with um, that, that cool big right. ball dude. I always forget his name. Um, and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And Frankfurt has, has has now gotten two late equalizers to tie. And Colomani is off to Paris, so to they're going to they're probably going to struggle. But the big talk is Bayer Leverkusen and their new Nigerian superstar Boniface. How do you say Boniface? Boniface, 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 yeah. Boniface, if he's Italian, but Boniface. They keep saying Boniface on ESPN. I don't know. Well, he's Nigerian. I think it is Boniface. Uh, I think they they lean into the English. I think it's English. Um, Okay. So, but he, typical of German scouting, they're second to none. That's why I love the German sport directors. They put forth to find exactly the correct scouting. And all of a sudden, this dude hopped out of a hole. They signed him from Scandinavia, I think, or something. Uh, I have to look exactly where they got the scout. But he's been scoring every goal. He's the song of the early part of the summer, I think, or early part of the season, because 
With him, Bayer Leverkusen is right now the only team that is matching Bayern München as we start this brand new season. Yeah. And they are everything plus a bag of donuts. They beat Mönchengladbach 3-0 over the weekend um, with uh, Victor Boniface uh, on, you, on uh, scoring two of them. You mean da- Darmstadt, Darmstadt. No. No, no, no. Mönchengladbach played Bayern. Saturday. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all over the place. What's up with the schedule? Uh, okay. Da- they beat Darmstadt 5-1 to one yeah. with Victor Boniface also scoring two goals. <laughs> he scored two goals. It's Gladbach Amazing. Amazing. 3-0. Two goals and a five. We're going to start calling him uh, Bona Brace. Hey, oh, Bona Face. Bona Brace. Bona Brace. Phone a friend. Bona Brace. Victor Bona Face is the Brace Man. But the Leverkusen Bayern Mention game, which is on Friday, September 15th, is becoming a real juicy one. That could be, that could sort of decide the early leader uh, uh, that maybe leads to the. Haps mice. That's a little bit of an early um, prediction, but uh, yeah, uh, Leverkusen's having a good season. Mainz overall, though, they had such a great season last year, they haven't really picked up where they left off. They're they're, they're struggling. One point. One point so far from our friends in Mainz, for our Mainzer friends. But uh, uh, RB Leipzig, despite their opening loss to um, Leverkusen, they won the DDR derby over the weekend for a comfortable three nothing. So Bayern's in great shape. And thankfully, RB Leipzig and Bayer Leverkusen are in great shape. But you know who's not in great shape, Bjorn? Uh, Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund. I had last week, I don't know if you heard any of that, I had a Borussia Dortmund friend on. We yeah, that was, a... uh, uh, yeah, shout out to, to Matt Schnitzel. Did a to great job. Matthias Schnitzel came by, talked about Borussia Dortmund. And he, he, you know, he's a very positive dude. He still loves Terzic. He's excited about what's going to happen in, 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 in the season. And so far, we're what three or four weeks in. It was match yeah, day five. three. I mean, this this uh, this could not have left him excited. This this game. No, I mean Seba asked, "You're frustrated because Mainz uh, got last equalizer against the rivals, which is you know it's disappointing." But Frankfurt is a bigger club with a bigger budget, and it's a, it's unfortunate. But if you're Dortmund and you're playing Heidenheim. The first time this little club ever was in the Bundesliga. They were in the 10th division like five years ago or more than that. But they, they, they were a little club. For, for you to lose a 2 nothing lead, to, to drop two points against Little Heidenheim 2-2, that is just unacceptable, to use the word of a really yeah. crappy manager, that you know, a, a crappy store manager, a crappy teacher. That is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Show your work. Unacceptable. Yeah, that's that's tough. And they got that penalty. The referee had to go to the monitors repeatedly before making up his mind. And yeah, Dortmund not uh, they're struggling. I mean, they signed Fulkrug. I thought that's a that's a coup for them. That's a big signing. Um, would you he say came it's a off coup? the bench and do. Why would that be a coup? Well, I'm challenging. I'm challenging now. Why is it a coup? They're the bigger club. Oh, cool. They've got money, and they bought a dude who's no, older. No, I'm, I'm not. I don't mean like. Uh, uh, I don't mean like they did anything wrong. I just mean right. like that's a good signing. Yeah. It sounds a lot uh, like the, the Anthony Modest signing from last year. A little panic. A little panic. Well, towards the end of the window, and Fulkrug is a solid player, but I don't know. That's a fun signing. I look forward to seeing how. Yeah, you know, is, is Fulkrug that much better than Sebastian Allaire? I mean, 
we're going to find out. I think it's worth uh, it's worth it's worth investigating. I think Haller has been okay, but uh uh he hasn't been the knipser that they really needed. Mukoko hasn't been it either. I think no. they I think it's good. I think he's going to be good for them. What is our favorite Bundesliga team? Mine is VFL Bochum, of course. And Stefan is is Bayern, I, I guess. He, he was he was uh he was using the uh, the first person plural uh, last last week frequently when talking about Bayern. So I well, thought that was I don't know I I uh, I. But she has put but she has put me in that corner though. Put you in that corner. Uh, yeah. No, I am a Bayern München fan. I am a Bayern München fan. And it's 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 beautiful because Bochum and Bayern München have a partnership. So Bjorn and me are a part of the fan partnership groups here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I don't subscribe to that idea. I hate. I don't. I don't like Bayern. But uh, oh, Tom is back. Malin ah. scores. Malin scores more than Haller. Yeah, Haller. You know, he was a feel-good story coming back from cancer, and everybody was rooting for him. But he hasn't been exactly that super super impressive. Hans Wolf is saying season. that Stefan had a lot of riz. I learned what riz is last listening right. to listening to last. Uh, Hans Wolf teaching us a new slang word, riz. Yeah, the riz. And much had, there, was had of, there was a lot of riz. There was yeah. a lot of riz at the last the last episode. <laughs> but he, but what, what Machias did too, I call it's not his name, but I'm calling him that. What what Matt Schnitzel did too is he 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 offered all these young like Bruno Kittens. We know, I know it's Bino Kittens, but Bruno Kittens, <laughs> he's been great. He's really been he's been getting better and better. But then there's this young, was it a Dutch player? He brought up this guy who I haven't really seen too much about. Oh name. yeah, um, I remember. I remember him talking about it. What was yeah. his? Starts with a D. I'm gonna look at Ding, Dingy, Ding, Dingy. Yeah. Is that his <laughs> name? Dingy. I don't think it was Dingy. Maybe it's Dingy. Well, but I yeah. think that is. His name was Pee Wee Dingy. No, I'm joking. I don't know what his name is. He's Dutch, right? Is it? Oh, Don. No, Danielle Malin's been crushing it. That we got. Bruno yeah, he's been good. It. Adiyemi, we got we need to see from him. He's he's there this season. That's the big, uh, it's a big signing. Uh, no, what is the, what was the guy's name? Yeah. Oh, uh, Duranville, Julian Duranville from Belgium, young forward. Oh, right. That's the guy he brought by Belgian youth international. He's seventeen. Uh, Julian Duranville, he's the guy who's got his eyes on. He could have a coming out party. So there's a lot of youngsters coming out. But my big thing with Dortmund. Is uh, Seba S. Boo, Bayern is boring, always wins for Spine. Yeah, so I guess to touch my Bayern thing, I was a big Bayern München fan back in the 90s. Like, my first sort of big uh, uh, heartbreak was um, uh, uh, Bayern losing Manchester United 2 1 and stoppage time. Like, that lives in my that game lives in my head run free. And then I was a big Bayern München fan because also, if you grew up internationally, like me, Bayern München represents all of Germany and like the German club. However, over the last few years, I have not. They're a victim of their own success. Like, I'm sort of rooting against them these days because it's like I go to these Bayern München fan meetups, and I'm big, but like they demand them. The minute they're not winning, the minute they lose a game, all of a sudden it's like off with their head. Fire That's the coach. Wrong. Yeah, and it's it's like come on, you guys. I don't know. Anyway, well, that happens at NYCFC as well. But, yeah, uh, but it's every yeah, but no, I think I agree with you. I think they have become. Uh, um, complacent because of their success. And I mean, just this last transfer window was a complete disaster for them because they really, you know, they couldn't get, 
They tried to get another center back and couldn't mm. couldn't do it. They tried to get like Paqueta from Fulham was already taking pictures and then that fell through and right. it was just sort of um uh squad building by committee and Tuchel was very upset about this and yeah, yeah. I mean things are not well behind the scenes but they have this financial and talent gap that they probably will get away with it I mean until they don't so we'll see they have the, the they, they got the, their Harry Kane 110 million dollars that's gonna be exciting so that's exciting I mean Harry Kane is perfect for them I think right. I really believe that he's a perfect fit in every in every in every possible way and I think that's gonna but their midfield is still a question they don't have like Kimmich is not the six that they need and they're they're thin right. at center back and so uh um and um so it's not it's not all well but it's probably good enough i mean we'll see yeah I think tom wants to know what tsg stands for i know the answer it's a i know it too yeah turn und sportgemeinschaft so it's a you know i think you know all these these a lot of these soccer teams they started as just general sports club so turn and sportgemeinschaft means gymnastics and sports society i guess i was gonna say how would you translate gemeinschaft i would say that? uh co- i mean community i guess or society society community something like that a lot of sports clubs started as track and field clubs pretty much and then soccer right. was added later and if you look into german soccer history team sports like foosball were kind of frowned upon in the early days like because right. it was very english and in the late 1800s early 1900s english things were like an, like a it's like it was like hip it was like underground to do something english so like it was all about track and field and throwing the discus and all that stuff right, right. uh but then a bunch of guys got together want to play this team sport it was like all right i guess i just read the Borussia dortmund history book and Borussia dortmund had to break free from the gymnastics club because the gymnastics club, like the priest, because it was also very religious back then, a lot of clubs had a religious aspect to them. Like the priest almost refused to have them play team sports like it was sacrilege. <laughs> and then they had to break away and find their own field and do their own thing, like rebels, to start soccer teams. Anyway, it's very German soccer history is very yeah. interesting to me. Very um, much. And, and we, we, should, uh, uh, we should recommend Tor, the book by Uli Hesse, if you want to read about this. It's, it's really a great, it's a great book. Great book. Uh, and it describes, it yeah. describes all this very well. All of yeah. these, all of a lot of, not all of them, a lot of these organizations go back to one guy, Tuan Fatayan. Do you know who Tuan Fatayan is? No, that was please his nick- enlighten me. He was like the, the gymnastics dad of the country. I think this was his <laughs> nickname, Father Father Gymnastics, I guess is what this translates. <laughs> Father Gymnastics Jan. And this, this man's name was Friedrich Jan. And he uh, was around in the middle of the 19th century, and he decided that you know people should should uh, improve themselves physically, and he basically started this gymnastics movement that then sort of swept uh, swept Germany, and he's responsible for a lot of these organizations and kind of forming themselves as kind of gymnastics. Uh, uh, like you know, people getting together and and doing gymnastics. Well, that's also it's very Spartan. If you want to go back, that's yeah, like, like yeah. the Spartan behavior, uh... the old big Spartan. Because here I'm like, yeah, German gymnastics educator and nationalist whose writing has credited the founding of German gymnastics. But he was also a key figure of the German campaign of 1813 
where a coalition of German states ended the occupation of Napoleon's French Empire. So that right there has strong roots in being important. Like if 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 his philosophy ended the French occupation, <laughs> then obviously his his <laughs> teachings would become important over time. Um, yeah. yeah, but that's so great. anyway, that's a great insight into the mentality of that. Turn und Sport, Turn und Sportgemeinschaft. When well, my, I mean, when, a lot of the, a lot of the, and this is where, I mean, might as well talk about it now since, uh, since it's apropos, uh, this is also where a lot of these, the resentment comes from for the so-called, well, I have a word, I have a word for you. And this ties into what you were talking about two weeks ago. Here we go with the Sprachgefühl, 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 Sprachgefühl. Sprachgefühl. Sprachgefühl is the section of the show where we explain German soccer terms for you. And the in the the word I was thinking of is Retortenclub. Retortenclub. <laughs> do you know what a Retortenclub is? I do not know what a Retortenclub <laughs> is. Enlighten me. <laughs> well, a Retorte is a. Can I, I guess? Can I guess? No, please is, go is, for is it. it. Is it having a cake again? No. Eine Torte, bitte. Oh, you know what? Eine that was so good. Retorte me, please. Does that mean like no. having another cake? Um, uh, no, that is, that is, that's a great guess, but that is not what it is. Retort I don't me. even, you know what? I Let's couldn't even, this. I couldn't even find a word for this. A retorte, a retorte is basically a certain, uh, 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 a specifically shaped glass that's used in chemical labs to create like certain substances it's like a flask but a special kind of flask got it so a retorten club is basically a chemical like a retorte when something in germany is aus der retorte it means it's like artificially created it's not something mm. in nature it's not something that you find organically it's got like you know clones are called retorten babies it's test tube babies the, right? test tube. or test tube babies yeah right. exactly so these are like tube Tuber, tubular clubs got it and and the clubs we're talking about are rb leipzig hoffenheim wolfsburg um Bayer perhaps Bayer leverkusen depending on depending on your point of view yeah. and those are the those are the retorten clubs and and since we're talking about that prior uh, a part of the resentment against them is that because the the cultural idea is that this these these clubs and these organizations are not just there for they're not just franchises competing in the Bundesliga. They're supposed to be part of the community and they're not just supposed to have a a pro team. They're also supposed to have youth teams and and senior teams and women's teams. And mm -hmm. they probably have a basketball team and a, and perhaps a, a rowing a team, team or a rowing team, team and, right. and a gymnastics. And so they're right. like, you know, these sort of organic, organic grown out of, uh, out of this community kind of thing. And the, um, and the pro team is just kind of, you know, an outgrowth of that uh, versus these teams that are specifically just created um or, or beneficiaries of massive financial influxes, and that's where their success comes from. And so uh, I actually looked this up because we were talking about this two weeks ago, and I've, I erroneously said that Bayer Leverkusen was not owned by Bayer, but it is, in fact. Mm -hmm. uh, Bayer do own, own the team, even though initially the initial creation wasn't like Bayer going like, oh, we're going to 
start a pro soccer team uh, to promote the brand, it was more like the the workers, like, oh, we want to, you know, have those this kind of community kind of team, and can you help us do that? And so there is, it's a little bit of a gray area in the sense right. that it is kind of a community. And plus, this was like a hundred years ago, so it's not like right. it's not like. Uh, but I did sort of, I did sort of look into it. Um, because you were you were making the point that these teams, the the Wolfsburgs and the Leipzig's and the Labor, Bayer Leverkusen have this corporate support. They right. they are subsidized by these corporate um, giants, giants, and so they would uh, they would be able to kind of spend unlimited money. And aside from you know, I I'm always. I'm always a little dubious about like just say, oh, these companies have unlimited resources and they just should just sink them all into the. But aside from that, I kind of did a little bit of a deep dive into it. And the the, the reality is that those teams are exempt. Uh, it's actually Hoffenheim, Leverkusen and Wolfsburg are exempt from the 50 plus one rule mm-hmm. um, because of this grandfathered grandfather clause, basically, there is sort of a an exception can be made to that rule if somebody has has say a, a, a twenty plus year commitment to the team and has supported the, the 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 organization for a long time, which in is the case for Bayer, obviously for a long time for Volkswagen in the case of Wolfsburg and this billionaire Dietmar, Dietmar Hoff, Hoff, I think is his name Hoff, Hoff yeah. Hoff. Who's but like that, a software. that was very recent. That was very recent. I think Hoffman that was more just recent. Got it. But he, yeah, years. they just they he he right. basically snuck in, mm-hmm. uh, and RB Leipzig technically does comply with the fifty plus one rule. They are not exempt, but they have found a way uh, to work around it. But the the thing the thing that speaks against your theory that I found is that this is a point of contention. The mm-hmm. fact that there are these exceptions and the German, das Deutsche Kartellamt, mm-hmm. they're basically the organization that try that that uh, cracks down on monopolies and and uh, 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 in, ensures is supposed to ensure fair fair An- competition. Antitrust. Antitrust, yeah. right? Exactly, the German version of an antitrust uh, uh, organization. They uh, uh, don't like that there are these exemptions. And the argument that this that these should continue to exist by the Bundesliga, the, the DFL, the Deutsche Football Liga, they're like, well, they don't really have an advantage because they don't really uh, uh, spend any more money than anybody else, and so it's okay. So if these teams were to all of a sudden pour billions of dollars, they would into, cancel it. Yeah. They would they would lose their licenses. So so yeah. There's also there's got to be more regulation to it. I was listening to a different podcast. They're actually talking about this, where they were saying that, like, club it's it's like PSG 101. Like clubs shouldn't be allowed to be sponsored by their owners. That's what they were saying. So mm-hmm. in, in the case of Bayer Leverkusen, they've got Bayer as a shirt sponsor, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and they get paid. I'm I'm pulling a number out of my butt here, but I think they could get paid. They could easily they could pay whatever they want for that sponsorship. And that's a way to backdoor some money. Because I think there are limits. Like, Bayer it can't just flush them with cash. I think there are regulations against that somehow. So they have to find a backdoor 
for instance, like Bochum sponsor, let's say it's it's Faba Castell or whatever, right? Say it's it's that print. It company. used to be, you know, anymore. It but used yeah. to be. Whoever it is now, that, like Lotto, Vinovia. the Lotto Lotto yeah. system company. Yeah. Now it's Vinovia, right? Which was Vinovia, about, yeah. Is that the Lotto system company or what is that? Uh, I don't know. No, well, Vinovia something. is the stadium sponsor. They have no. what is on the okay. Anyway, what I'm saying is they're independent yeah. companies. They have an agreement. Let's say Vinovia gives them three million euros for the year, or something, right? And that's their agreement. Buy a will buy a shirt sponsor. Buy quote unquote or Red Bull, right? It's Red Bull on the thing. They'll buy the shirt sponsor, and they'll give them fifty million dollars for the year, right? That's not really what that costs, right? The shirt sponsor will pay. Usually pays a lot less than that. But that's sort of a wink, wink, nudge, nudge of being like, this is how we're giving you money. We're using that to give, that's how they give you money. Because, you know, I think PSG got in trouble because Qatar Airways gave them a, when there's a hundred million dollars. Well, that's always, sponsor. you know, yeah, Manchester City is the same kind of thing. Right. They get, have Etihad on their shirts. And, yeah. Wolfsburg, same thing with the VW. Like, that's sort of a backdoor sneak into how they can fund their clubs a little it bit. It is uh, Vonovia is now the shirt sponsor. Right. But I don't know. I don't know what If they I had are. to guess, I'd say there's the way, service. By right? the way, VFL, uh, VFL, Bochum stands for Verein für, für Leibungs, Leibesübungen. So that's again another like Leibesübungen are corporal exercise. So it's a it's a it's a club for corporal exercise. Well, my great grandfather. So that's a that's a gymnastics. That's some gymnastics shit right there. My great grandfather was a coach at Fava Bochum once upon a time. I I I don't think I heard I knew this fully I thought before you knew I heard this. it Didn't last. I tell you all? I think you did. Maybe you mentioned it, but I, when I heard it on the podcast last week, it fully sunk in. <laughs> well, but he, but he was a track and field coach. Mm. He was not a. I think because so he was, was a, a disciple of he was a disciple of Tuan Fatayan. Uh, Tuan Fatayan, which I learned, which is so interesting. And my great grandfather, that same man, was a referee at the nineteen thirty six Berlin Olympics. He was oh. a time. He was a sheet slate. He was a timekeeper. He kept time. Okay. Uh, but uh, but again, I'm pretty certain. I'm a little unclear, and I think that my dad is too. He wasn't. This was before his time. I'm unclear if he ever got involved with the soccer side of things. I think he was just a track mm. and field guy. But that would have been part of the same club because it was like a big sports club, and everyone was a member of that sports club in that area. Mm. Um, yeah. But anyway, and that same man was also no. I was about to say something out of my out of my butt. Uh, someone else in my family was like the mayor of Essen as well, but that's a different person. Those are two different people. Um, here we go. Seba yeah. S. But yeah, Vonovia that's very, very interesting. A, but that's Vonovia is a real estate. Vonovia is a real estate company, by the but way. That, but that's something we need to do another deep dive in because that's just something I'm so interested in. Because also with the fact that they're looking at foreign investing and like Hertha yeah. Berlin was just bought up by an American private equity firm. Um, you know, there's... Right. Uh, there's well... David Tepper and Ausboig. I'm curious about all that. I mean, the flip side of all of this is also that, you know, like people get upset about our, about the retorten, the retorten clubs. Right. Uh, uh, but I mean, the reality is none of these teams, the local kids no longer play on any of these teams. Mm. And also they all are separate legal entities, most mm. likely. There's different, I, I read about this as well. There's different legal constructs, different teams have different, some of them are are actually publicly traded. They are mm -hmm. they have, uh, uh, others are just uh, the LLC, the German LLC equivalent. Mm -hmm. 
but it's not like you know this like oh we're all you know it's just the community organization and i mean that that doesn't exist really anymore anyway that's what i that's my argument like people the fans will love to be like oh it's a, like you said but it's like no these are multi-million dollar not, billion dollar really enterprises the these are businesses yeah. yeah you don't kid yourself um, so, so that's been my argument when like a, someone from Flyboy who'd be like, screw you, Leipzig fans, you're so plastic. We're a community club. It's like, no, these are two high million dollar private soccer enterprises. Don't kid yourself. Uh, which goes back to MLS, the whole like New York rebels, you sold out, not the Seattle Sounders. We're owned by Microsoft, which makes us <laughs> more of a community club. Sometimes like, what are better, you? Yeah. Microsoft, Red Bull, whatever, big billionaires own things. Uh, but what, what you brought up is so interesting because I did remember reading about that Hoffenheim. There's a 20-year thing. That means in a few years that RB Leipzig would then officially be owned by Red Bull, right? If, the, if those rules well, I think, still I, a, But a, I, th- I think they're still – I think the Kartellamt uh, is still looking for a solution. I think that, mm. you know, they want to they find a way to make these teams be compliant with the 50 plus one rule, even if they have previously had extensions, I- exceptions. So I don't think they're looking, I don't think people are looking to add more of those kinds of uh, um, exceptions to the, I think Hanover 96, a few years ago, tried to get an exception or try to change the, and it was really mm-hmm. voted down. There was no support for that. So I don't know. I don't know what uh, the future holds, but I don't think, they're going to keep handing out uh, uh, ex- like sort of blank tickets for people. Yeah, it's just funny because like Bayer Leverkusen, right? It's like, oh, they're grandfathered in. But Red Bull Leipzig, no, you got to change to Rasenballsport, which we know that story. Grassball sports, just baby talk. And it's just like, right. later. but it's like between Red Bull, it's like, what's the difference, right? Between Red Bull and Bayer, which is the bigger, worser company? <laughs> it's Bayer by a landslide. I would know. My dad worked for Baya. Baya did terrible things. Baya invented heroin. Baya developed Cyclone B. Baya is a terrible old German chemical plant. Uh, the fact that it's grandfathered in for the community versus Red Bull, which is a terrible soda. I'm not saying it isn't, but it's just some soda. Like but I look at it and be like, what right. is the difference? Like I don't see the difference there. Well, uh, the difference is they've been around for a long time. Yeah, That's but what does difference. that? Why is yeah. that a thing? <laughs> Bayer Leverkusen well, are old enough to be. Bayer Leverkusen got. Bayer, not Bayer Leverkusen. Bayer got in trouble in the 90s because they advertised, they developed this new drug. I think it was supposed to be a cancer drug or something, and it killed so many people. And they had a big lawsuit about it. Like, Bayer is not your friendly neighborhood pharmacy. <laughs> Baya right, is a right. super mega, mega company. Um, and I'm not blaming them, whatever. They do their thing. But for the Bundesliga to be like, oh, they are grandfathered in because they're older versus this new company that wants to do the same thing. To me, that is so, I don't know. That's maybe a German versus American mentality thing where it's like, come on, look at yourself. What's the difference? You know. Anyway, that's just my spiel. But def- this is the first part of a financial deep dive. We're going to explore a little more of this. And there's definitely some decisions need to be made in Germany. It's big talk. The new TV contract's coming up at the end of the year. they got to figure that out. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, they had that big vote where they said no to a bunch of private equity firms to invest in their marketing arm. 
And that was a whole rigmarole and decided to say no against that. But maybe next 12 months time, it'll come up again. You know, something's got to give over. Well, it's also, it was not a, I mean, a plurality, a majority of teams were for this happening. It's just, they needed two thirds and they didn't quite get there. So yeah, these things are all going to keep, because that's a, you know, people pride themselves into the community aspect and, you know, not, not just being about money, et cetera. But at the same time, they're also uh, other countries have more, you know, England specifically, they have more, more money. And so they get the better players. Sebas S once is asking, are people from Germany starting to not like football as much as they used to? I think it's still pretty big. My impression is still people are still into it. I don't know. I mean, I'm not I have would have to check numbers in terms of attendance and uh, but I think it's still strong. Interest is still strong. Yeah, but I know the German men's national team popularity is an all-time low because they're very poor right now. Yeah. And there's really no end in sight. But we got the Euros coming up. That'll give them a nice shot in the arm. Uh, Seba asks, I'm trying to find a Seeing Red podcast where I can see their face and ask them questions. That does not exist. You're, you can only find that. They edit. Because they edit. They record and edit. They edit. They record. And Mark Fishkins alone, is, his co-host, is, is uh, I think, uh, taking a little bit of leave of absence. Um, random thought, but have you read Animal Farm by George Orwell? You know what? I, I actually have. have not read Animal Farm. I've read I 1984. Have. I have. Is that related? How does Animal Farm relate to... Uh, it's unrelated. <laughs> okay. It's not a, not a sequel. <laughs> he did say it was a random thought. No, not 1984, but to what the word discussion, Animal Farm. So. Oh, no, it's a random no. thought. It has. Not it does not relate. Uh, Bayern should have kept I think Chris that's Richards. the definition uh, of a random thought. What? Chris Richards. Bayern? Bayern should have kept Chris Richards. Chris Richards should have stayed at Hoffenheim. That's where he should have stayed. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think he goes back on the center back talk. Yeah, Chris Richards would have lit it up. No, he's a solid dude. I'd love to see him a center back. But yeah, anyway, uh, um, uh, uh, Pax and Aaron. They were trying to the get. And- they were trying to get Armel Belakotcha, Bo- Dortmund, a uh, Bochum, right. Bochum legend. Yeah, that would have been a great signing. Through, yeah, uh, Dortmund was trying to get him. Right, that would have been a great signing. I thought. I think. Yeah, I think they're. Because they're, they're still they're still leaning on Schlotterbeck, and I'm unconvinced that he's of the right quality. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, and, Mary, and, uh, and Mats Hummels' race is run, I think. Oh, beyond run. Uh, John Brooks scored a goal. That continues. He's going to stay on What GGGs. was he doing up there? Oh, being John Brooks. John Brooks is back. I mean, his form is pretty tight. Maybe not as great as he was during his Wolfsburg season two or three seasons ago where he was amazing. But he's getting back to his old form. That's nice to see. Paxton Aronson came off the bench and assisted and Eintracht Frankfurt's second goal in a 2-0 win for them, right? Was it against Cone? No. Oh, the equalizer. We talked mm-hmm. earlier about the Frankfurt mm-hmm. Cone equalizer. Young Paxton Aronson came off the bench and made that happen. Good for him, young Paxton Aronson. Kevin Peretti is getting some minutes of Osboy. Joe Scally going from strength to strength, proving that he could be... He's going to win the Steve Trunlow Award for me this year because he's like a key figure over Gladbach. Granted, mm. Gladbach are in rough shape at the moment. But not because of Scally. Uh, uh, they had a they had a solid solid uh, game against Bayern München, but Bayern München are you know hard to stop. And I'm um, loving to see Joe Scally getting some good minutes over there. Uh, yeah, he's one of the few. <laughs> one of the few. One of the brave. Brandon Aronson got a got a red card, but he's yeah. fielding me back next week, I guess. <laughs> Paxton Gio Reyna can't get on the field. He's still oh, he's injured. Still yeah. hurt. Uh, yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, being not hurt, being not injured is a is a skill too, you know, in a way. Yeah, Americans aren't good at that. Christian Pulisic is healthy and crushing it. I'm loving yeah, what's going down in Italy. 
I'm loving what's going down in Italy. I'm loving what's going on down there. Uh, Seb asks, Union Berlin are so good at making good teams. And they use- Absolutely. Bonucci Union- showed up right before the deadline. <laughs> they Where are they finding? I mean, it's wild. Yeah, they also almost got Isco last year. Remember? Remember the Isco? Oh, yeah, thing? yeah, yeah, yeah. They're That's just so cool. creative with signing their players. But they have a big team. Again, they've got like 30, 31 first-team players. they got a big team. But Brendan Aronson, hopefully, he keeps getting on the field, getting there with Bonucci and doing his thing. No. Uh, so I'm going to be in Germany next month, and I could reroute myself and go watch Union Berlin versus Napoli at the Olympiastadion, Champions League game. Do you know who else is playing in the Champions League? Germany has a secret Champions League club. I learned this on a podcast. Shakhtar Donetsk is based oh, out of Hamburg. they're playing in... Humboldt, Humboldt. that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be in that neck of the woods at that time, but unfortunately, they're on the road. God would have loved to have gone to a Shakhtar Donetsk Champions League game in Humboldt. That would have been so weird and fun. Barcelona would be. Barcelona's coming to town. Barcelona's playing Shakhtar Donetsk in Humboldt. That would be so much fun. But alas, the schedules came out. I wanted to go to a Dortmund Champions League game, but I'm just so unlucky. I'm going to Germany when the international break starts. The German national team will be with you guys. You guys <laughs> we'll be in, our, in Connecticut. In Connecticut. And then and then Champions League starts up, but all of the teams are on the road the week I'm there. They're all on the road. Uh, Everyone's on the road except for Union Berlin. But Union Europe's, Berlin is so Europe's, of, Europe's small, though. You can, I know. I mean, sure you could find something. I could go to the Berlin game. That's the only one in town my week. But it's like a three-hour train ride. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll go to the Union Berlin Napoli game. Right, or it's like a $39 flight. True. True. I could do that. I'll look at it. I'll I'll keep you all posted. I'll keep you all posted. But I am going to Dortmund, and I'm going to visit the German Soccer Museum. I'm going to take a tour of the of the Westfalenstadion, considered the biggest, best stadium in Germany. Go to Bochum. Go to Bochum. See the stadium and watch uh, Starlight Express. It's a classic. What's Starlight Express? Starlight Express is an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. Yeah. What do you mean? What does that have to playing, do with Bochum? It's playing. It's been playing in Bochum for the last forty years. <laughs> really? I think really? it's the only place the only in the world. Place. <laughs> I was in the. I was. Uh, um, you know when this? I think it was 1989, 1990 that this started, and they gave a lot of the government kicked in. They built this theater. I, Starlight Express is a. A musical that involves people on roller, roller skates. skates. It's it's Andrew Webber's uh, worst musical. Being trained. Right. No, it's not. It's not that bad. It's a it's a good time. All right. Uh, this is coming so, from the man who didn't like Les Mis. Just want to make sure everyone. He wasn't a big Les Mis I fan. He's about that's to true. Yeah. Offered Starlight Express. I would say I would say that uh, Starlight Express is more fun than Les Mis for sure. So uh, anyway, so it's people on roller skates portraying trains. So they built this whole theater that has ramps everywhere, so these people can zip uh, past you at high speeds. And the 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 the, the government um, uh, kicked in kicked in some money for this. And I was a theater person then. I was like, this is just an outrage. Like this should not be subsidized. This, nobody's right. gonna. This is gonna be a complete flop. And I couldn't have been more wrong. It's been going for 40 years. It's a huge success. People come from all over the country to visit. And it's right next to the stadium. Dude, you're... The theater, the theater is gonna, right next to the stadium. I'm going. You're conv- I'm going. I think this is you sold. 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 I, 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 I definitely want to go to the show. It's uh, it's worth it. I think uh, I think you're not going to regret it. Seba asked if I'm landing in Frankfurt. I'm actually landing in Amsterdam. 
I'm going to go to Amsterdam. And again, I wanted to go to some games in Holland, but it's break. I would love to have gone to an AZ game, or I would love to have seen our boys at PSV. But now they're break. And it's also hard to get tickets, uh, mm. even though I thought it was early enough. It's not. Anyway, I'm landing in Amsterdam, and then I'm taking the train into Germany. I'm going into Dortmund. And that night, I'm going in on a Friday night. I'll go to Starlight Express. That's where I'll do that. I think that's the it's, plan. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'll go to Bochum shop, maybe buy a jersey, huh? My little Rua. Oh, yeah, there you go. The Rua, a foosball, my little Rua, foosball nerd experience. It's it's so, and it's close to, it's it's close to Dortmund. It's like 15 miles. I mean, you can do both. You can do both in a day. Yeah. I'm going to walk into the stadium, be like, my great grandfather used to coach this club, so I get free tickets or whatever. And like, do you have any proof? I'm like, no. That's always how it works. That's always how it works in Germany. They just hand you stuff. They get excited. Opinion (laughs) on the city of Frankfurt, in your opinion, Stefan. I was just there. Well, he's asking you, so you tell him. Well, I don't. uh, My my parents met there. They fell in love there. And my sisters were both born there. So Frankfurt's a big part of our family. Uh, Mm. But as far as the city, I don't. You know, I remember visiting family friends. From what I understand, Frankfurt. It's like the only city that when they rebuilt the country after the war, they're like, screw it. Throw out the plan, start from scratch. So Frankfurt's a much more modern city compared to all the old German historical. Yeah, cities. they call it they call it I mean it's a, the financial capital, so they call it right. they call it Mine Manhattan. Oh, because really? it has it's all the these mine? Yeah, mine yeah. is the name of the mine river. is the name of the river. Yeah. Uh, and it has a bunch of I mean it's not like it's not like Manhattan actually, but it is it they do have a fair amount of skyscrapers. They have some of the certainly by for German standards. Uh, for German standards, they have a, a an impressive skyline. It's a pretty cool it's a cool town. It's not super pretty. Um, but there is some life to it. It's a big college town, there's an annual a book fair every year and so there is uh, there's good music um there's wine there's food uh, they just read there's that whole sort of area by the river where there's museums and and uh, people hang out it's cool yeah so uh, i mean yeah my parents loved fun for they lived there for years they loved it um my yeah anyway yeah so, seb s wants your opinion as well i am not going to spend much you time in Frankfurt. this i'm probably going to go through it in the train or something now i haven't done my i don't know but we used to fly into Frankfurt all the time uh because that's the major airport as well yeah. and and since and since brexit the theory was Frankfurt was going to start booming because the financial capital of europe right, is London, right, right, right. but the financial capital of continental europe is Frankfurt. so if if if, if, if Brexit was going to have this effect on companies, there was a theory that a lot of companies were going to relocate from London to Frankfurt. Not mm. sure exactly how that played out or what happened, but anyway. Brexit, oddly enough, seemed to be good for Frankfurt. So. All right. All right. How are you feeling about We had the German roster. Last thoughts. Uh, Leon Goretzka has not been selected. Yeah, Thomas Müller is the answer, especially <laughs> according to Hansi Flick. Thomas Muller is inevitable. It's inevitable. I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, Anzi Flick's another one of like I'm not like you know. Uh, I said this in the previous hour. I'm not one to call for the coach's head, but you know, Anzi like, <laughs> Flick has not done well. Well, Schlotterbeck and, uh, was called in, right? But Leon Gretzka was not. I don't know. Am I being harsh on Schlotterbeck? I'm like, I don't think. I think I need. That I dude think needs he's to take a, a break. He's, He's a mystery. Like right. it's not, it's not clear what he's good at. 
I'd rather see Malik Chia on the field. He's 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 going from strength to strength. Another one of our Milano brothers playing with, with Pulisic and Yunus Musa. He is, I, I believe, he's still at Milan, right? Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing from someone like him. I hope Robin Gosens gets back into form. But the answer to the German defense does not lie in the Bundesliga. It's just a <laughs> like Nicolas Zula is our, is our great hope as far as German Bundesliga defenders. Um, you know, Bella Kotschap out of Southampton. You know, we got some good young guys coming up. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. We're looking at a. I mean, I mean, the German national team is slim pickings, right? He's just trying to call out who hasn't been absolute trash. It's like what he's trying to call out. <laughs> right? Or am I wrong? <laughs> well, I mean, he seems to be, I don't know. We were supposed to get this, like, this whole makeover. And I don't, and Thomas, you know, like Rudy Filler. I know. They were both like, oh, yeah, you're going to see a whole other, you know, we're not going to make any rash decisions, but you're going to see a whole other thing next time around. And so it's like. Thomas Müller is the is the is the the new wave. I don't know. It's not, but he's like the German. It's not the same. Remember your old opinion of Giassi's artist. What was your old opinion of Giassi's artist? That it's not his fault. There's nobody better. Yeah, it's true. Thomas, it's not his fault. He's the best. But I mean, I'm not like not saying Thomas Müller is like Giassi's artist. Like he's definitely he's he's a he's one of the all time greats. Right. But yeah, he's thirty three. This point, yeah, yeah, and it's like he's not. He's not the the he's not the future. I think for Bayern he's coming Julian, off the bench. Yeah. What Tom wants to know of you, Julian Nagelsmann as a as a uh, Hansi Flick Hansi Flick replacement. No. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, All right. Several of the big questions. Favorite city in Germany and favorite city oh. in the USA, and then we'll say good night. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, good, good question. That's hard. Favorite my- city. Yeah, go ahead. My favorite city something. in the United States is New York City. I just mm-hmm. love that place. However, if I had to choose a magical city, a magical place that I really, really also loved as well, it would be Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, yeah. I haven't been. I haven't been, but that's I've heard it's beautiful. There's I like really a... liked... Uh, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I also, I, I too like New York City very much is my definitely my favorite place in the US. But yeah, there's also a lot of other I, I love. Uh, I love Savannah, Georgia when I was there. I was gonna say I Charleston loved, uh, is part of a string of those yeah, southern cities. Charleston, Savannah, that's what I was Key thinking West. of. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been there either. I really loved uh, Santa Fe in New Mexico. Um, I like LA too. Every time I've I've been there, that's um, uh, yeah. I need to I go visit Santa my... Barbara, where Prince Harry lives. Prince Harry was at the LAFC game last oh, night, yeah. and him and Meghan Markle have their biggest state up at Santa Barbara, and I hear nothing but amazing things. I need to go check out all this Santa Barbara fuss, but a hundred miles north. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I've heard too. In Germany, um, it's hard to pick one for me. I like uh, uh, I, I Cologne maybe might be up there. I like I think Köln is a really cool is is a, is a favorite. Um, I like Berlin. I've it's been a long time since I've been there. I Munich's, Berlin. Munich's well, I really no. I don't. I mean, described as I, a heroin paradise. <laughs> well, I think it's cool. It's a cool. No, it's a great right. place to visit. I don't uh, recommend living there, uh, okay. but. Uh, but it's a great it's a great place for a visit. Um, you know, a, a smaller somebody I was somebody was asking me 
at a party recently. Where should they go in Germany? And like one place that's not like always, I think Wiesbaden is a mm. really cool. We used to go to Wiesbaden a lot. Yeah. Is a really, really nice town that has a, that has a, that's not huge, but it's beautiful. It has a really good vibe. Um, is that the town? Help me. I might be wrong. Is that the town where it's like on the northern coast, right? Somewhere like that? Northern or, coast or of what? Of Germany. So on the no, Wiesbaden is near is uh, is Hessen. It's near Frankfurt. Where's the there's a place where I need to ask my mom this. There's like it's the, the the shores are huge. They're like huge marshy shores, and they have these little like wormy. They have these little like weird worm uh, sand things. But the whole point is you, you like my grandfather would march through it every day. It's an hour of like marsh marching. Oh yeah, like yeah, your feet yeah. Sink into it. It's like a beach. When the there's no water, the, it's just a long because ass the uh, because the tide is so extreme. Like it exactly. just goes right, 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 right. Yeah, that's that's like a city. No, that's the entire. That, that's, that's a place up on North Sea. I think. Oh, okay, uh, I could be, but that's what I was mixing up with. Sorry, but anyway, right. so Wiesbaden. Wiesbaden is very nice. Uh, I would say, if I had to answer for sentimental reasons, is a little town. In North Germany, called Bad Oldesloe. It's about an hour north of Hamburg. That's just, uh, I've, for sentimental reasons, I like that place. That's also where Borussia Dortmund's bench keeper is from, born and raised. Oh, interesting. Stefan Maya, I think his name is. Uh, he's a Bad Um When we were kids, we used to go to Passau a lot, which is a nice town down south. It's right on the border there of like, it's like an Eckestadt where like surrounded by three countries or something. And you know what I really, you know what really impressed me as a kid that really stuck in my mind was Erfurt. You ever been to Erfurt? Erfurt in the east. Yeah, it's like an old eastern city, but it's an old Roman city. And they didn't touch much. It's like a beautiful old, it's got that old Roman vibe to it. It's very, very cool. Tom's saying Dresden. Dresden's also a really cool town. I've only been one time. Um... But I, I really like that. I'm hoping my niece is actually going to school. Is going to go to school there, and so I'm hoping ah. to go back. But yeah, I remember that town also. The German Venice being, being really, really cool, beautiful, and also having a good, having a good vibe. And Dinamo Dresden. I think Dinamo is the club there, and Dinamo is, I guess, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the fact that the club is connected to the secret state police, right? Isn't something like that? Like Dynamo Moscow it, is a KGB club, and Dynamo Dresden. I thought this was, was just like a. It was like a. It's a leftover from the from the communists. Like Dynamo right. was the name of a factory. I don't know. Yeah, maybe is there. Maybe there's more to it than that. I don't know. I'll find out <laughs> when, when your I niece go. Goes, when you go visit your when niece. niece goes, I'll find out. I know my dad always loved Dresden. He's just always told me how beautiful Dresden was. Dresden, cool. All right. What We've are your favorite it. cities? Leave it in the chat. Bring those next week. Um, this has been the Schitzel Boys. Yeah. The Pleasure. Happy baby. to be back. We got some national team games coming up. Let's do it. Tell your friends, like and subscribe. Buy, buy, buy sweaters on Etsy. Oh, the big Cole USA meetup is next week, isn't it? And one of our own, David Riccio, bought a sweater, and he's going to oh. rep us at the event, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And I oh, think awesome. Hans Wolf, aren't you going there too? Someone else is going there too. Have fun at the Cullen USA meetup we in Washington, D.C. Right. Tell us what it's like. We'll talk about it on the next podcast. Cheers. It's nice to welcome.